Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 73. Glad you could join us. Today, Bonnie is rejoined with Colby drama teacher Dolores Mahalak to welcome Colby alumna and current Ave Maria student Leila Castillo. In today's episode, Leila shares her experiences of evangelizing with beauty and technology and her work with Ahava Productions on Santiago, the Camino Within, a movie about the famous Camino de Santiago in Spain released in July. We hope that you'll enjoy the show, and perhaps you'll have a chance this Thanksgiving to get together with family and friends to enjoy Santiago, the Camino Within. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. A few years ago, I warmed the piano bench of a nearby parish sitting in for the music director who was away that weekend. In so doing, I got to hear the riveting story of the pastor's pilgrimage on the way of St. James, El Camino in Spain. Happily today, we welcome Colby alumna Leila Castillo to the Colby cast with her own story relating to El Camino. Welcome, Leila. Thank you, Bonnie. I'm excited to be here speaking with you today. We're so happy to have you here. I'm also delighted to welcome Dolores Mahalik, Colby online drama instructor and alumna herself, back to the Colby cast. Dolores has the distinction of being our very first guest on the relaunched Colby cast way back in episode three, which we'll link in the show notes. Hello, Dolores. Welcome back. Good to be here today. Layla has a fascinating story to tell us of a movie about the Camino that was released this past summer, appropriately on the Feast of St. James, July 25th. I'm eager to hear about that, but would first love to get acquainted with you a bit, Layla. Would you tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been up to since your time with Colby? Yes. So um, currently I am a sophomore at Ave Maria University here in sunny Florida. I've lived in Florida actually all my life, and I've actually lived in Ave Maria for the last almost eight years now, and I'm attending the university, double majoring in humanities and communications, um, and involved in all sorts of wonderful opportunities here in the town and the university, things from the Legion of Mary to Young Americans for Freedom, so it's really amazing. Of course, before attending AMU, I graduated being homeschooled in 2020, was homeschooled all my life, and I've been involved in choir, music ministry, um, Legion of Mary throughout the years. I have um, pursued my strong love for reading good classical literature, and uh, of course, I'm studying um, humanities, and so continuing that, continuing that love, and also with a great interest in communications, which is my other major. And in fact, last summer, um, after or during the pandemic, um, my siblings and I created some short videos for children about the faith. Um, We created a video about visiting our Lord in the the Blessed Sacrament, and also previous to that, a video about the Five First Saturdays devotion. And those are featured on a Catholic children's website. CatholicKids101.com. Oh, cool. Um, so that is part of my communications media background with the hopes of possibly going into more Catholic media in the future. And of course, as I'll be sharing in a few minutes, I added the Santiago Camino Within promotion um, team experience to my communications background. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, a little bit. You've been a little bit busy. What a neat path you have traveled 
Pardon the pun. I didn't even mean to. I tend to walk into I these. <laughs> oh, there's another one. I didn't even mean. Okay, I'm going to stop now before it gets even worse. <laughs> it sounds like you've made great use of your homeschool, your classical homeschool background and taking that into your university studies now. And you've had all these amazing opportunities putting your communication skills to work in service of evangelization and catechesis. That's fantastic. So your Colby connection comes via the class you took with Senora Vachon, the Spanish class you took with her, right? Yes, that's correct. And and we have her to thank for for connecting us to have this conversation today. We're really grateful. For <laughs> yes, that. definitely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Spanish class you took with Colby. Sure. So I believe it was my tenth grade year. I took Colby Spanish three online, um, and it was a wonderful experience. For a little bit of background, I was actually brought up with exposure to the Spanish language. Um, my father was born and raised in Nicaragua, so um, my father's side of the family, uh, my grandparents speak Spanish. My mom um, knows Spanish quite well, having studied it, and so I was taught to speak Spanish as a little girl and sort of have had familiarity with the language, hearing it spoken and being able to speak it a little throughout my life. Mm -hmm. But of course, getting into like middle school, I um, took different Spanish curricula just to learn and polish up the vocabulary and grammar. And so when I got to high school, we found the Colby Spanish 3 course with Mrs. Vachon, and it looked like a great solid course and an amazing fit. And so my mom enrolled me in Mrs. Vachon's class, and it really did everything that we hoped it would. It broadened and strengthened my understanding of the language, especially with grammar and composition. And I really left with so much more in my back pocket, like regarding Spanish. And my sister actually just finished taking the course this past year. So it's going through the family, recommending it. Um, it was amazing. And I highly recommend the Spanish 3 course with Colby. Fantastic. And then from there, did you go on to study Spanish in college or were you able to test out of some of that? Yeah, actually, I was able to clap out of Spanish. The following summer, I think it was, I um, you know, studied for the class exam and I received uh, two semesters worth of language credit. So that's wow. <laughs> been free, freeing me up to take other yeah. amazing classes here <laughs> at Ave Maria. So that was wonderful. So Spanish 3, I could not have done that without it. Definitely prepared me to receive the college credit. Great. That sounds like an ideal, like a win-win. Oh, yes. Glad that worked out so well. All right. So you mentioned um, among your many projects you've been working on, we'll be sure to link that website on in the show notes yes. for this episode where the videos that you produced with your siblings are available. That sounds great. But tell us more about this this movie that you're a part of, this recent theatrical release. It sounds very exciting. This film about St. James and the Camino by Ahava Productions. How did you happen upon this opportunity? Sure. So actually, I had worked for Ahava um, doing some volunteer work before I actually took Spanish 3, which is funny because I did some um, work with Spanish with translating and transcribing um, for a previous series that they were doing in both English and Spanish. And my understanding of Spanish at that point was enough that I was able to translate and do some edits. So I have had this connection with Ahava throughout the years working on that series, which was called the Echo Series. And also, I have a connection with the founder and president of the company. So recently, you know, through the years after working on the Echo series, 
I went my own way. And, you know, then this summer, they reached out again, and they were looking for media messengers. Actually, they were calling it the Echo Team, kind of like the name of the series that I worked on before, for this Santiago, the Camino Within film. And so I came back um, and did you know, remotely working with people from California to Wisconsin on our little media team to spread the message of the Santiago film and the Camino. And I can give a little bit of background about Ahava Productions for those who have not heard of the company before. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that was founded in 2014 with the mission of creating magnificent movies that really reaffirm and underscore the depth and beauty of the Catholic faith and also move the soul of the viewer. So really quality Catholic film productions that communicate the truth, beauty, and goodness of the faith. Part of that is producing music that moves the soul. And on our website, havaproductions.com, there is a music page where you can hear the feature songs from the different films that Ahava has made. The, f the songs from Santiago are not up yet, but they can definitely be heard in the film. And there are songs specifically written and themed on St. James and the Camino to really make, you know, your immersion in the film and your spiritual experience, you know, that much, that much closer. Like you really, really feel drawn in that much more. I noticed that just in the, in the trailer for this <sighs> film, the, the beautiful music, and that got me curious about the music. I noticed that music yes. tab on, on the website. I'll have to check that out some more. Their films have been featured on EWTN and other networks throughout the years. It is founded and headed by Aaron Berghaus, who is an international award-winning composer and producer out of Wisconsin. And she has done amazing things directing and producing so many films through Ahava. On the website, you can view many of the films, which are just right there on the website on their own landing pages. There's a three-part series called Anima. Then there's the Echo series, which I assisted with um, several years ago in both English and Spanish. It's 36 short videos based on the United States Catholic Catechism for Adults. So short reflections, beautiful, moving footage, and narrated by the bishop currently Bishop of Madison, Wisconsin, Bishop Donald Hying, who is also involved in the Camino film. You spoke about how you kind of found your interest in Spanish and you kind of, you found uh, this production company in high school, right? And you started working with them in high school. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so I I, am, I teach now for Colby and I have a lot of students in my class and they're all, they're into like these awesome uh, these awesome programs and these awesome, you know, clubs that are in their areas. And a lot of them are saying, you know, I really want to get into this field. I really think that I'm really good at this hobby or this, uh, this club, and I really want to go for it, you know? Uh, my question is, how, when did you decide that you were just going to go for it? And um, how, did you, how did you come to that decision? Well, it's been quite a journey because personally for me, I've had these like hopes and dreams and certainly I still have them and I'm not really a go-getter. So I just kind of pray to be open, you know, to the will of God and, you know, whatever he sends my way. And so I really, I can't say that I sought out these opportunities. They were kind of just placed in my place in my path as to who I know. Of course, it was up to me whether I was going to rise to them 
and, you know, get involved. So, you know, praying to do the will of God. And then, for example, last summer when I made those videos with my siblings, um, someone presented me with the opportunity and I, you know, I said, yes, I took off. I looked for the necessary resources that I needed. I needed to purchase a new camera, you know, write a script, um, all these things, you know, new software. So if you have the ability to put your feelers out and, you know, figure out a new software app or editing, learn to use Photoshop or Final Cut Pro, which are things that I've, you know, definitely learned to use over the last year. Definitely hone those skills because they could come in handy someday in ways you never imagined. And then with this, the Camino Within, it was very similar to what I was just relating. How, um, you know, someone presented me with the opportunity. In this case, it was the company, Ahava Productions. And really, the Lord, the Lord surprises you. So honestly, my best recommendation is to just, you know, pray to be a light to the world, to do God's will and say, Lord, you know, if, if I can... Um, share your message in some way this year, the next few years, like put it in my path, even if it's just, you know, with fellow students or some small production, you know, the Lord will come through. So that's my best advice. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Great. That sort of spirit of openness, like looking the willingness mm-hmm. and sort of knowing oneself and your gifts that as you recognize them, but then that willingness to sort of be on the lookout for where those might be utilized. That's great. Well, let's talk a bit more about St. James and the Camino. Can you tell us a bit more about, about that whole experience for listeners who aren't familiar with, with that? Sure. So Personally, my experience of the Camino has been through this film. I have not had the opportunity to get out to Compostela, Spain, perhaps one day, but this film is an especially powerful way to immerse yourself in it. So for some background, this film, in a way, has been thousands of years in the making in the sense that it all began with St. James the Greater, the Apostle of the Lord, and in fact, one of his closest three apostles. So St. James was present with St. Peter and St. John at events like the Transfiguration and the raising of Jairus's daughter. And after the resurrection and Pentecost, the apostles dispersed to spread the message of the gospel. And St. James traveled all the way out to what is now Spain. And his burial place is in Compostela, Spain, where we have this cathedral of Compostela. And that is the finish line, so to speak, for the Camino de Santiago. There's actually various routes. It's not just one Camino. Um, You can look them up and there's all these different Caminos. They all end at the shrine at Compostela. And some people walk them from the starting point and go on foot, you know, all the way to Compostela. Some people start somewhere along the way, might stay in hotels and do like a a different version of the trip where there's not so many hardships Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) of the weather and the sun and all the walking. It's been a popular pilgrimage actually since the Middle Ages. So there are other churches stops along the way. You can see some of them in the film, Shrines to Our Lady, one of them being at Zaragoza. It's called Our Lady of the Pillar. And it's actually the first Marian apparition, Our Lady appearing to St. James. In fact, um, I was looking this up before we recorded it. It was technically an act of bilocation because it would have happened before Mary was assumed into heaven. Um, She appeared to St. James, who was already all the way out in Spain, and encouraged him in his mission, told him that, you know, he would be saving many souls and making a great difference out there in Spain. 
And that is the famous apparition of Our Lady of the Pillar. So that church is in Zaragoza, Spain. And um, that's a church that's also featured in the Camino film. So anyways, that's a rundown of the Camino, the Way of St. James. That's so interesting. I, as I was preparing for this recording and remembering hearing that, that pastor's uh, experience, mm-hmm. I have looked up bits and pieces about the Camino over the years. And and one of the things that sticks out to me is the the shell symbolism, the shell along the way, um, along the, you see it everywhere, the, um, and it has several different meanings, right? The, yes. the scallop shell. Yes, it's a symbol of pilgrimage. And then also specifically of pilgrimage to Compostela because the different ways, um, the different Caminos, you know, they all start in different places and then they all converge at the Shrine of Compostela. So they kind of, I mean, roughly look like a scallop shell, um, mm-hmm. kind of the idea of all the all the rays on, on the scallop shell converging at the very bottom. Yeah, like the pilgrimage. So you you were approached with the opportunity to help promote the film and they had they chose a particularly noteworthy day to premiere the film, The Feast of St. James, July yes. 25th. Let's hear more about that. Yes, so the premiere day was very fittingly chosen because this year, July 25th, 2021, is one of the holy years of St. James. So surrounding the year surrounding the Feast of St. James, whenever it falls on a Sunday, which is like every sometimes five years apart, six years apart, this time it was 11 years since uh, Feast of St. James on a Sunday, just because of the leap, leap years and all. So whenever... The Feast of St. James falls on a Sunday. The year surrounding it is the Holy Year of St. James. And that is really special for the cathedral at Compostela because there's opportunities for pilgrims to receive a plenary indulgence every day while visiting the cathedral, making the pilgrimage, and of course, fulfilling the requirements of like Holy Communion and prayers. And during the Holy Year, the cathedral Holy Door remains open all year. And it's also, however, really fitting that, um, you know, even more so that this film came out in 2021, a year that was so impacted by this worldwide pandemic, because certainly the cathedral at Compostela, we were told, has suffered, has, you know, the pandemic took its toll on the cathedral and also on the whole pilgrimage idea, which, you know, pilgrims couldn't travel the route as often and as, you know, in such great numbers as they could in the past. So this film hopefully allowed more people to journey the Camino in a way, um, even if spiritually, virtually, for the whole year. So the premiere date was specifically set for this holy, holy day, holy feast day in 2021, which is really beautiful because the filming began um, about, I think, yeah, four years ago, 2017. Wow. It was shot all on location during a pilgrimage to Compostela, led by Bishop Donald Hying, who narrates the film. The Bishop of Madison, Wisconsin, he took a group of pilgrims and brought along a Hava Productions crew, and that's where they made this video. Wow, that's really something. So this is a this is a full length film, though, right? It is. Yes, the running time is, I believe, a little over an hour. So definitely a full-length feature film. Definitely a very, very captivating documentary. Like if, if I could call it a documentary, I don't know if that's what Ahava would call it. But definitely captivating and full-length. So you know, sit down and watch it. Yeah, definitely 
touches on a lot of the experience of the Camino. Like a chronicle of the people making, making. The yes, exactly. And so how is it given the pandemic year, many movie theaters weren't open very much this past year. How were they able to release it? Then? Right. So our worldwide premiere took place the day of um, July 25th. It aired on EWTN U.S. television. So, of course, thousands of viewers worldwide probably through that. And also on other um, networks in Canada and India. Ahava Productions also hosted um, a virtual premiere of the film through their website. And so we had thousands joining us from at least four different countries, U.S., Canada, India, and Spain. And the network and app formed also uh, hosted the film for a day. So definitely it had a wide audience on the premiere date of July 25th. And it will hopefully um, be aired in future on EWTN and on these other networks. But viewers can currently still access the film. And I'll share about that probably a little more later and for the show notes also. It is accessible through the Ahava Productions website um, via video on demand. So individuals or groups can rent the film and watch it, you know, individually, host a watch party. We have information about that on our website also. Um, and to get that communal experience of watching an inspiring film and, you know, spiritually taking a pilgrimage. So it continues to be accessible to um, many, even as, as you did say in that question, you know, even as the access to the Camino itself in Spain may remain limited for most of us. To think of undertaking it myself, it's just wow. Because it's it's lengthy. It's right. you could, like as you were saying, people can people can make it the length that they mm-hmm. need it to be, right? They can do, yes. set it. But but the shortest it would be it would be a few weeks. Probably right? unless you just <laughs> ended up at the cathedral, which I mean <laughs> I guess that works too. You're still walking in the footsteps of St. James. But you do get a glimpse of that in the film because one of the powerful things that it features is personal interviews with a lot of the pilgrims from different parts of the world. So there's a couple that came from Korea and there's a young man from France. And, you know, an older woman from America, families, older individuals, um, a 10-year-old was also interviewed. And it's a beautiful glimpse into, like, why they came on the pilgrimage, what they hope to get from it. And also, like, their physical involvement in this certainly exhausting trek. So mm-hmm. that's coupled also with stunning cinematography um, the original footage of the sites and the area, which is, of course, beautiful terrain around there. You know, not just the holy sites and churches are beautiful, but like the nature. And if you're walking the way, as some of the pilgrims pointed out, you know, you're, you're really immersed in nature and, you know, you're under the sun, the trees are around you and you're really getting a glimpse of, you know, God's creation firsthand there. I think it's really neat how it follows the, the people who have come with the bishop on, on this pilgrimage, just, just as it unfolds, right? Yes, exactly. I'd love to get Dolores's input on this, though, because this sounds like something that you would have experience with this production side. I, I know you have a lot of production experience, so I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on, on all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm floored by how beautiful the images are. I, I have not seen the film yet. I've just watched the trailer. I'm dying to see the full film, though, because the shots you have in that are just so beautiful uh, and incredibly powerful. 
it was super cool how you included the stories from um, various different nations. That had to be so difficult. Uh, even in the trailer, you have you have these snippets of these people who are you know are speaking foreign languages and who are or are speaking with very thick accents and uh, and it's uh, it's incredible how you were able to encompass so much so much storytelling uh, in such a cohesive piece. It looks like an absolutely beautiful movie, and I can't wait to see it. But uh, kudos to to you guys for for doing that so beautifully. Thank you. I think you mentioned that what kind of drew you to this production company was the pursuit they have of beauty, right? And the pursuit the pursuit of spreading the good word through beauty. Uh, and that reminds me of something that uh, that my my teachers from from Colby Academy, Miss Crawford, Mrs. Crawford, and uh, Mr. Schultz uh, introduced me to in literature and history in high school. Uh, how the Catholic Church has always pursued spreading the truth through beauty, uh, and it's so interesting to see that you you manifesting that in your work uh, with this production company. Yes, it, it was a blessing um, to be able to join, you know, even for a short while, a couple months in the summer, to join a group that you know so so powerfully pursues. Um, the beauty, truth, and goodness, especially in the quality of their productions. I mean, it is broadcast quality, top notch. So I'm glad that that also drew you to it when you watch the trailer. It's weird. I, I feel like I've met you before. And I say that because uh, we're both Colby students and we both graduated Colby and we went to uh, Catholic universities. We went to small, you know, the liberal arts Catholic uh, mm -hmm. universities that are on the Newman Guide. We are, we're both uh, pursuing cre uh, the creating and spreading, uh, creating beautiful things and spreading the word through these dramatic productions and through this, uh, through the art of drama, right? Yes. So cool. And it's super powerful to meet another woman my age who's just like, who's also doing this. So, uh, so it's awesome to, to meet you. And uh, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. So Same to you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm so glad it worked out for Dolores to join us. If you guys didn't already know each other, you should. So I'm <laughs> glad this worked out. <laughs> well, this sounds like a real treat. Is it something that the whole family could watch if they got together for either a, a watch party with other families or like at a parish setting or even just a family movie night? Would this be something appropriate for the whole family? Definitely, yes. Um, my whole family sat down and watched it when it premiered on EWTN. Um, and I'm the oldest and my youngest brother is seven. So um, my brother was also captivated by the whole experience, all my siblings captivated by the music and the stunning images. And I think everybody can take something away from the bishop's narration and reflections throughout the film. And of course, the personal interviews, you know, we heard from different people, friends that we shared this with, um, you know, personal friends of mine and family friends and just through a hava that so many people were touched by the personal interviews of the pilgrims is such a source of hope to see the glory of the faith come alive on on a screen, um, especially shown through pilgrimage and through the liturgy, which is um, at the end of the film, you know, the mass is celebrated at one of the shrines, I believe it was at Santiago de Compostela, actually. And so it's definitely something that will touch everyone, you know, families, friends, groups, parishes, we encourage everybody to, if you know possible, share it with their spiritual life groups, their, their school, their parish, catechism programs. And since the film is available through video on demand, it can definitely be accessed um, for everyone to watch in those settings.
Neat. That's a great idea for bringing parishes together too. What what a, an opportunity to come forth from from these bizarre circumstances that we have access to this and <laughs> going forward, right? That we would not otherwise. And and to think about that being among the things that that a parish mm-hmm. could do to build community and to um, offer to community. That that's really neat. And I'm I'm reminded of the conversation I had with Dolores last year about the productions that you were doing via Zoom during that time. I, I just really commend you both for your work in this evangelization through beauty and and technology with your Colby background. That's that's really heartening to see. I think that's wonderful. It gives me great hope. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, speaking of speaking of this uh, this kind of mission, I was I was wondering, Lila, do you ever feel the the pressure of of speaking and working on the marketing for something that is uh, Catholic and therefore is is very close to us and is very personal and very uh, for me the right it's 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 this very sacred thing, it's a very personal thing, and sometimes I have trouble like even talking about it, much less trying to show, like lead other people to it through art and beauty. And it's like, if I feel like this overwhelming pressure just to get every detail right. Uh, and every, like it makes sure everything is just spot on perfect. So when uh, you were saying that your the production is airing at parishes and all of these uh, Catholic communities, uh, do you feel that pressure? And how do you deal with that pressure? Well, I, I can relate and I um, appreciate the question. Um, it wasn't like a huge pressure in the sense of um, Ahava Productions because um, I was more behind the scenes. Um, I did help. Okay, so I'm not sure if I touched before on what I was able to do during the summer for the film, but I collaborated on press materials, including helping with you know, a little bit of graphic design. We created a pitch deck. Um, we worked on the website. But my main area of work was the social media platforms for Ahava Productions, which really had not um, gotten off the ground in the past. Ahava Productions was very grassroots previously in terms of how it was advertising itself, mainly through like email lists and parishes that it had worked with. So I worked actually with a professional um marketing consultant and she helped me to um you know work on branding and prepare posts for the Facebook and the Instagram and <laughs> I did feel the pressure in a sense that um this was my first time and you know I've done social media like personally just for my own personal use but that was all I had to speak of and suddenly this was going to a worldwide audience and you know, I did want to make sure that it looked right. And I never really realized the amount of planning that goes into an Instagram page, which being on Instagram, there's so many profiles that like they look so cool, different companies, different influencers. And through the trial and error of posting throughout the weeks, it was like, wow, okay, um, we need to plan ahead a little to to get this to look right, to get the progression right, um, the captions so it's not repetitive, and just the layout because especially like Instagram is so aesthetic. I also worked on some paid promotions on those platforms, but the following, the immediate following, was rather small because it all happened so quickly. You know, within like three weeks from, or maybe even was it two weeks from when I first started posting for Ahava, the premiere was, you know, within those two weeks. So we didn't have time to grow a huge audience. So I was definitely learning some marketing strategies and also just learning from experience. Like, okay, in future, um, this is what to do. 
especially if time is on our side next time, hopefully, since this was such a quick process. And then as well, much of what I did was just helping with some Spanish things. But anyways, the pressure, yeah. Um, Evangelizing doesn't come easily to me in the sense that I'm a quieter personality. I know people who are okay with just like walking up to someone and being like, hey, do you want a prayer card, a miraculous medal? You know, I've been in the Legion of Mary, so evangelization has been um, huge with that. But especially with this film, I wanted to really share it with friends, with people I know, with family, but I didn't want it to sound like I was trying to plug something that I was involved in. You know, it's it's kind of like getting that balance of being like, hey, I thought you might be interested. Um, This is something I'm working on this summer. And also being like, oh, like, this is super cool. Like, I really want you to watch this. Like, if you can, like, sign up and watch it. Um, So the pressure definitely is there. But I think as I've worked on this, and the films I worked on last summer, it's helped me to realize that, you know, to put God first, the mission, which is to honor and to glorify and to evangelize for God, put that first. And then me as just the instrument, you know, God is first. And then behind that, below that, beneath everything is me. And so it doesn't matter what people think, like what, what it all comes down to is whether or not I did what was put on my heart by the Holy Spirit to share the message. And if they watch it, great. Mm-hmm. If not, I planted the seed. Maybe they'll come across <laughs> it later. Um, so a lot of it was just like getting over myself and being like, hey, you can do this. You can just like send that text, send that email, go up to that person and be like, I wanted to share this with you. So the pressure, it's its a learning experience. It's a learning curve, I think, our whole lives to learn to put aside the pressure and really just go with the Holy Spirit. Well, it certainly seems fitting with uh, the patron St. James of the of the pilgrimage. He <laughs> certainly had a lot to do, probably, with helping you along that process. That that virtual <laughs> pilgrimage of the kind of parallel pilgrimage from I'm starting here, and I need to get this Definitely. message out, and I need to yes. forge this path. So I can see him being a big help with that. You know. <laughs> so you mentioned something about how part of your involvement was helping with some of the Spanish aspects of it. Are you able to talk any more about that dimension that that ties in very well with with your Colby Spanish connection? Yes, absolutely. So Spanish is a big part of the Way of St. James, the Camino de Santiago. And in fact, this film was released both in English and in Spanish. So there is a complete English version and a complete Spanish version with, you know, like the voiceover and the titles, everything in Spanish, as well as in English. So two different two different versions of the film. And what was beautiful is I was able to do social media in Spanish and some of the PR things that I was working on in Spanish, which was made possible, of course, by my background. With familiarity with Spanish, with learning Spanish through Colby, I was able to do some translation and some revision reviews, um, especially because the director and different you know, individuals weren't familiar with Spanish. They don't speak Spanish themselves. So they would be having to create this content in Spanish for the film mm-hmm. or might be receiving emails in Spanish and they would direct them to me and be like, oh, you know, what's, what are they saying? How can we respond? Is this correct? That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So I was able to write social media posts and captions in Spanish to be you know, going to a target Spanish audience. 
and to be used as social media ads, promotions. So I learned a lot definitely about, as I said before, the marketing and social media and design aspects of, you know, all the behind the scenes that go into that, especially when it comes to um, media and film. So, yeah. And if I might add, I wanted to follow up on the part about the Colby Spanish. Mm -hmm. Of course, not only did it empower me in terms of like um, increasing my confidence in using Spanish and speaking Spanish, writing and vocabulary, but the Spanish curriculum that Mrs. Vachon uses does incorporate um, a look at Spanish culture, which in my previous Spanish education, I had not really delved into too much. So I remember, you know, going through the Spanish three year and um, here and there in our textbook, there would be a spotlight on Spanish culture, literature, locations of interest. And I, looking back, I find that that did definitely increase my appreciation for Spanish heritage and important sites um, of both the religious and historical nature. And it's really cool because the Cathedral of Compostela and the Camino de Santiago, they're, you know, world heritage sites. And they have value both religiously and historically. So just looking back, the Colby emphasis on Spanish culture, you know, with Mrs. Fashan uh, was something that I found coming back to haunt me <laughs> not to haunt me but like it came back you know to me and I was like wow okay I, I was able to appreciate this so much more because we delved into that in Spanish 3. And that's not necessarily what you first think of when you think oh, I'm taking Spanish 3 course I, as I understand it there's also a survey of Catholicism and saints throughout the Spanish speaking world and this survey of the cultures and it's really um, putting it into context of, of living it so I can see how how it has helped you in your yeah. current work it's fantastic. What do you see going forward? More of this? So do you have things you're looking forward to? My hope would be um, more opportunities like this. We'll see what the Lord allows for me. I'm definitely, as I said, interested in Catholic media since I'm studying the communication arts um, here at Ave Maria. I hope to gain even greater experience than I did this summer, you know, with the social media and the marketing. Hopefully we'll be able to work many more, you know, internship experiences. And we'll see eventually where the Lord leads me. Um, hopefully, I mean, I would love to work for Ahaba more in the future. I know they have ama more amazing things planned, possibly more pilgrimages with um, Bishop Hying. We'll see. So perhaps the Lord will allow me to uh, lend my talents to those also. Well, we'll have to keep our eye out for more coming from Ahaba and from you as well. And glad to be able to get to know you a little bit and, and hear how how your Colby education has served you well as you've gone on after Colby. Is there, is there a place where we can like, you know, submit uh, movie requests? Like, Hey, we really, really want a movie about this saint or like, or uh, we really want a movie about this aspect of Catholicism. Is there a place we can like submit those ideas or vote on ideas, stuff like that? Give a Dropbox. Producer, can we just like whisper to you? We really need the Saint movie made. You can just go to the producer and we're like, you know, this is this is who we need to make a movie about. Up next, <laughs> I love that idea. I mean, perhaps there will be that possibility. Right now, we don't have any like open Dropbox or anything, but you are welcome to contact Ahava. Also, um, if you check out our website, you can assist our mission both through prayer and through your support there's different buttons and links on the website and of course read more about us but ahava will be sharing more in the future 
more amazing productions about the glory of the Catholic faith, especially working in tandem with Bishop Hying, who has been part of Ahaba for years, I believe since the beginning, and has done so many series with them. So they work with him and, you know, pray about where the Lord is leading next and what the nature of the next film will be. So I have high hopes, of course, after this Santiago film that the next film will be just as amazing and just as inspiring. So <laughs> glad to know others are excited yeah. too. Well, in our show notes, we will be sure to put the link to the Ahava Productions website, including directly to the, the landing page for the, the Santiago movie. So folks can stream that at home or, or with a watch party of a various group. That sounds like a great fun time. And I think there are also links on the Ahava page to your social media channels where we can follow and think yes. yeah, Layla. Layla posted that. Hi, Layla. We can uh, think of you um, <laughs> contributing to the beauty to be found there. This has been a really fun conversation and gotten our, our wanderlust going. I think that sounds like a fun <laughs> I say now from my comfortable <laughs> chair, right? <laughs> oh, we really appreciate this time with you, Layla, and, and congratulate you on your contributions to this and to Ahava for this beautiful work and those that have preceded it, and we'll look forward to what's to come, and we'll uh, we'll figure out a way, one way or another, Dolores. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our, we'll make it there known. There we go. This is what we'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bonnie and Dolores. It was a pleasure sharing with you. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Dolores, for coming back to talk to me. It's been fun having you back. If you haven't already, subscribe to the ColbyCast in your favorite podcast app to ensure that you don't miss an episode. And we'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.